Welcome, welcome, welcome. Assalamu alaikum. This is your host, Sabria Mills, and welcome to the Dope Muslim Woman Podcast. I am so, so, so excited beyond what I can even express because I have my amazing, phenomenal coach and mentor joining me today on one of our very first podcasts. Nechua Ahmed, welcome to the show. Hey, Assalamualaikum. How are you? Waalaikumsalam. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Alhamdulillah. Thank you for asking. Good. So I'm super excited because um, Nechua, and I'll tell you a little bit about her on my side, and I'm sure she's going to introduce herself, but um, Nechua is, again, she is my life coach. Um, and she has really transformed my life and she's a really amazing mentor. It kind of started out with her being a coach um, as far as my physical development. So she was a dance teacher. She had a dance studio and a fitness coach and motivator. And I had just had a baby and I joined it and I kind of just like that completely changed my life to begin with. And then she began to coach for me in a whole lot of other ways, which we're going to get into. Um, so today's podcast is about owning um, our own fierce feminine power. And Nejwa, just tell us a little bit about yourself and even just about like how you can relate to this topic. Okay, awesome. Yeah. And thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just so thankful to be able to do my life's work and um the interesting thing about that is that it has truly evolved over time and so where i found myself now is in life coaching and health coaching and um you know as a mother and a wife and an entrepreneur um it really becomes important to find a sense of balance and just a sense of symmetry when you're going through your life so that you can give attention to the things that you, you know, that are your priorities and that you love, but also give attention to the things that you have to do, right? Like, you know, you have to create an income, you have to, you know, take care of chores in your house and things like that. So, um, so I've just been thankful to be able to have the experiences that I've had and Mm -hmm. to be able to create the experiences I created. And I will say that not all of those, um, were in my best interest, meaning Mm -hmm. ultimately they were, but in the moment, some of the things I were, I was creating really caused me a lot of stress and a lot of strife. And, um, looking back on that allowed me to kind of fine tune my processes and ultimately decide that part of my life's work is to help other women, not just in terms of their physical bodies, because like you said, I had a fitness studio and a dance studio, but just mind, body, and spirit. And that was my goal from the very beginning. And so now I'm yeah. really just coaching in a way that allows us to, um, to do that. Wow. That's really, really amazing. And it's amazing to be a witness to that, to actually see that transformation and to just see how it's definitely for me personally, like, cause I kind of seen you in one in one way, like as mm-hmm. a fitness coach, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So when I kind of got to see you in the capacity of like life coaching, I was like, man, this is really her gift. Like, oh, I, wow. I mean, it just really, honestly, like you could just see how it just comes out, flows so naturally and how you're actually able to like immediately inspire. And I'm just like, that's definitely Nedra's gift. So I'm just so grateful to have you because I think that Aww. you can, more people know about it, more people know about you. I just think you can inspire a lot more women. 
Um, I so appreciate that, Sabria. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to start the conversation about, um, first, let me just ask this question, because I like to ask this question to everybody that sure. you know, kind of joins in. Um, what do you think it means to be a dope? And when I say dope, I do mean excellent Muslim woman. Mm, that's a good question. So, <laughs> oh, man, you know. Or what does it mean to you even? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just going to say that is just, you know, going to run differently across the board for each woman, right? Like, but ultimately, yep. each woman really has to, um, has to define what that looks like and what it feels yeah. like. Right. Because we can mm -hmm. we can definitely present as being dope, meaning yeah. you know, our social media pages are on point, like right. we dress really well, we you know, mm -hmm. we um we're easy to talk to and things like that. But yeah. what's most important is how you're feeling when no one's around, when mm. um <clears throat> when you find yourself in a situation that you need to, you know, move through, just how you're able to do that, um, how you're able to manage your emotions on a daily basis and how you're able to ultimately feel like you're, um, you're doing what you were, you know, put here to do and doing it well. So I think yeah. for me being a dope Muslim woman really means remaining connected, like prioritizing mm -hmm. my connection with Allah as yeah. the most important relationship and then my connection with myself. And from there, mm -hmm. just understanding that that is truly where all my power lies. Like I get wow. to create such, um, such grounded and uh, I can make really good and confident decisions from that place. So for me, that's, that's really what it's about. Wow. Wow. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Amazing answer. All right. So we're going to get a little bit into the topic um, just about femininity. So first of all, how will we define that? Because I think a lot of um, women, I get into a lot of conversations with a lot of my friends and a lot of us really don't know how to define that word or what it means to us. What does it mean to be feminine? Right. Yeah. Um, and it's been so lost also for a lot of women as years have went by and as as like we've changed like economically and being the breadwinners and all these type of things. So how would you define that? So, you know, I think, yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. So I think that it's, you know, officially defined as like the quality of womanhood. Right. And, yeah. and then still we're like, okay, <laughs> what does that mean? Right. Right. <laughs> there's so many different <laughs> women, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think if we look at it from a standpoint of having high reverence and mm -hmm. and beauty and quality it really mm -hmm. is about the softness and the gentleness that was that was innately placed into us like it's it is part of our nature or something we can tap into um yeah i think that you know obviously men and women were created so differently and when we tap into our femininity or when we allow ourselves to be feminine I think it just mm -hmm. means that we're allowing ourselves to be in a space of gentleness, of softness, of quiet, of mm -hmm. not feeling like we have to force something or, um, you know, just just finding ourselves in a, in a natural state and in, in a natural state that feels yeah. um, peaceful to us. And mm -hmm. again, just allows us to to um, tap into our softness and our gentle side. And so I know mm -hmm. sometimes that can be, you know, it can be it can be looked at as a negative, especially mm -hmm. nowadays, you know, when yep. many of us as women, we're working and we're 
we're not just um, staying home with our children. But, and I don't mean to say that in a way that, you know, because mm-hmm. you and I both know when you are home with yeah. your children, that is right. huge, right? Exactly. But yeah. so now these days we've taken on an additional um, role of working as well. And then some of us mm-hmm. are pursuing business and then some of us right. are still in school and then we still have to be wives or still have to, you know, raise our children. And so that really mm-hmm. requires us to balance out um, you know, the masculine with the feminine. So yeah. it's really more powerful than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, you said a word that really stuck out to me, which is about peace, mm-hmm. you know, really being in a state of peacefulness. And I think, you know, there's a lot of conversations, I think, about this topic. And even there's some pe- women that may feel sensitive, like, hey, I don't, I mean, I'm not quiet or I don't have to be quiet mm-hmm. in order to be feminine or be a woman or any of that but it's really about finding that state of peace for yourself Mm -hmm. you know and I think that that's just really a critical point that you mentioned but how are what are some ways that women can really just tap into um their own feminine energy like especially as a Muslim woman because you mentioned all those roles but I think you know when you incorporate like how you have to still maintain like some level of spirituality and like you said maintain that relationship with the law first and foremost and with all these other roles that we're operating and manifesting how can we really stay divinely tapped in to our own feminine power wow you know it is really such an interesting process because first yeah. you have to kind of get over the notion that or get over what we've been taught especially in this day and age with Mm. social media about grinding and hustling Mm -hmm. and you know just really being about the bag there's absolutely nothing wrong with that but the way that we're being um, encouraged to grind and hustle and make our money is actually a really masculine way of of Mm -hmm. going about our achievements so then what we do is we find ourselves in a position where we're burned out we are, yeah. you know, lacking um, connection with our sisters and with our femininity and with womanhood. We are, you know, finding ourselves in a conflict. And again, this is not every woman, but right. many of us, we find ourselves mm-hmm. conflicted when it comes to building our businesses, doing our work or working on our careers and managing our homes, managing our, our personal self, managing, you know, our um, our, our marriage relationships or even our friendships. And so one of the things that I found was huge for me personally, um, was really taking time to be quiet. So when Mm -hmm. you're, when you talk about tapping into that feminine, um, that feminine power, it really is about getting to know yourself deeply, right? Okay. Getting to know your fears, your deepest desires, your Mm -hmm. triggers, your limiting beliefs, the things that motivate you, what your scruples are, and really what your needs are. Because it's so possible to be pursuing a life that you feel like you want and completely neglecting what you need on just a basic level. So for me, it was like, I know I need nature. So I can't not be, you know, out in nature or, or, or surrounded by it. That's a basic need of mine. And when it's not being met, um, I find myself in just out of alignment. I find myself feeling some kind of way and I can't really put my finger on it. But mm. once I started getting quiet and realizing, oh, this is a basic need of mine and I have to meet it in order for me to be my most productive 
and powerful self. That wow. that's a that's a big part of being of, of of tapping into your feminine power. So I'd say it does take practice, right? But yeah. it's such a um, it's so important to get to know yourself, especially as we grow in different stages. To, to get to know yourself at the current stage where you're at. What do you need? What triggers you? What motivates you? What inspires you? Mm, wow. And that's a lot. And I think, you know, I think as women, if we could really identify that for ourselves, I think we really could um, just navigate this life a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, a lot of women, we as women, and even myself, like I said, I really struggle with just identifying. You see how you identified that nature was an essential need of yours. Mm-hmm. I I just want to know, like, how, what are some ways that we could, I know you said be silent, Mm -hmm. but I'm wondering about more, like, what are some other ways where we could really kind of identify, like, how did you really identify that nature was a fundamental need? Was it just going out, being in nature or like, what was some of those things that made you realize that? So a couple of years ago, I set out, well, it was, yes, it was after I closed my fitness studio. Um, Mm -hmm. I decided that it was really time for me to get back to myself. And once Mm -hmm. I decided that I realized how completely empty I was while I was running my studio for those three years. Now, I always say this when I talk about closing my studio, when I had that studio open, it was one of the greatest accomplishments, you know, of my life. I had the most fun and the, and what our studio represented, like what you said, how it changed your life. That right. is everything, you know, that I'm supposed to be doing. However, on the back end, yeah. I was completely running myself into the ground. I was um, neglecting my family, neglecting my marriage, neglecting my house, all so I could pour everything into my business. And so it just left me completely depleted. So not only was my family not getting my attention and and my home, I wasn't either. I wasn't getting my attention, just my business was. And so after closing, um, I really had to start to get to know myself and figure out what I needed. And so I just kind of started being open. I would ask, you know, in my prayers, I would ask for guidance towards what I needed. So I would just ask. And so the, mm. one of the simplest ways to start tuning in, especially if this is, if this is the beginning for you, if, um, so in your getting quiet, I would suggest doing that in like five minutes each day and ask a question, what do I need? See what comes up for you. <laughs> Nothing wow. might come up. Like you might be like, okay, I didn't get any answers. But if you trust the process of asking and expecting to receive, it really starts mm-hmm. to be a beautiful process of self discovery so when you're um when you're asking that question and you feel like you you get an answer go ahead and act on it if if the if the answer is you know I don't know I like to go fishing like maybe you should go fishing okay or if the answer is you need to do you know pottery classes okay do that because you never know what it's going to lead you to so where Mm -hmm. I was two years ago is, you know, is a huge contrast to where I am now, but it's only because I just, you know, took that first step and started. And I started with being quiet. I started with tuning into the natural rhythm around me. In particular, it was the moon cycle. Um, And from there, just continuing to invest in myself, that quiet time each day. And um, and it's just been beautiful, the, the process ever since. Wow. 
You know, it's that's an amazing um, testimony. And I think one of the things you said towards the end was about the moon cycle. And recently I was at, I want to say I was at some kind of lecture or talk. And it was a woman and she was speaking about, and she was a religious like scholar, speaker, I mm -hmm. should say. And um, she was speaking about like the woman menstrual cycle. And and she kind of related it to the moon cycle. And and it was a lot of women in the audience that was like, they couldn't really catch the concept. Mm. But I'm starting to hear a lot more of that. Could you speak a little bit more? Because I think that's really important for women to understand this concept of the moon cycle and how it relates to us as women. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and to us as as a people, but because my demographic is women, I speak to it about yeah. women, but <laughs> this is right, something I right. encourage my sons to, to okay. delve into um, because, so one thing I feel like the way, you know, I feel like Allah's creation is truly magnificent. You know, just thinking about the way he created our heart, right? To just yeah. do what it does. We don't have to wake it up in the morning. We don't have to do anything extra. It just beats and that's just how he designed it. And so right. I think that he designed his creation in the same way. Mm -hmm. And I think that he designed universal energy in the same right. way. <clears throat> um, and when you decide to tune into nature, you really tune into a whole nother world of energy, if that's your thing, mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. um, that allows you to move with what's already moving around you. So the moon cycles, and if you think about it, I always say this, if you think about it, if the moon can have an effect on the tides yeah. of the ocean, right? And then in, right. Our, in our earth, our planet is what, 70 or 80% water, if the moon right. can have an effect on something that massive, just think of yourself as one individual person. Why wouldn't it have some type of effect on you as well? So, or if it was designed to do that, why couldn't part of its design be to, um, to help you be in better alignment with what's going on around you? So should you choose to tie into nature's cycles, following the moon cycle really helps. And here's why. Okay. So when the moon is full, right? If yeah. you think about it, you know, if you were ever a woman who breastfed or if you were ever, you know, if you ever felt bloated and needed to do right. some releasing, whenever things are full, it's a, you feel so much relief when you release, mm -hmm. when you let go. Yeah. Okay. So the, when the moon is full, it has this, you know, this robust energy. And sometimes, you know, depending on the person, the energy can just be negative. It, it's a great time to let go of the things that aren't serving you. It's a great time to you know, maybe to lovingly release some people from your life or lovingly release some things that you're harboring inside of yourself um, because that's what's going on in nature. And so as we continue through the moon cycles and we move on through the next 14 days, as the moon becomes new, it's a great opportunity for new energy, for you to start new projects, for you to start new initiatives. And what I love about it is that we don't look at the new moon as, okay, I'm gonna do this initiative for the rest of the year. No, you focus on small increments. The next 14 days until it gets full again, I'm gonna focus on this new initiative. And um, so I try to break it down like that so that people understand it isn't like, you know, magical or is it, you know, right. foo -foo right. or woo woo. It's right. really about <laughs> if you want, if you, want to explore 
um, tying your processes into the process of nature, that's a great mm-hmm. place to start. And one thing I um, love to also do is is timing my things with um, the season as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, right now we're in a winter season. Yeah. And I didn't start any brand new, you know, initiatives at the new year because for me during the winter, you know, we're hibernating. Like we're it's a little oh, dark. Wow. It's quiet. Wow. It's cold. Yeah. It's time to it's 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 really about reflection. It's really about, you know, um solidifying what you truly want to start working on as we get into spring. So I say that to say starting with the moon cycles two and a half years ago led me to a feeling like I am in complete alignment with what's going on around me. That is not to say I don't have bad days, bad weeks, bad moms, you know, I don't have struggles in my life, but I can, but I don't feel all out of sorts. I don't feel like I am trying to put the pedal to the metal and, Mm -hmm. you know, force something to happen. I'm just moving in the flow. I'm moving in alignment. And um, starting with something as simple as the moon cycle is really what um, helped me and many other women, many other women and men um, do that as well. Yeah, that's really amazing. I mean, that really blew my mind in regards to even just talking about the seasons because it makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're kind of like conditioned to do things um, a certain way, but it's really interesting because there's a lot of evidence actually shows that you know, New Year resolutions and things like that don't always <laughs> don't always turn right. out as they're intended to. And that's really something to look into. Like, when is the best time to manifest your new visions, your new goals, your new initiatives? So yeah. that's definitely something I'm going to be looking into. But thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, I do have a another um, question. It's a little bit, maybe a little bit, not really off the topic, but it's, it's just an area of wonder that I have. Mm-hmm. And when I think about my feminine energy, I always think of balance. And I think that in order for me sometimes to maintain my feminine energy, I s- somehow have to be around balanced um, male energy. What do you have to say or do you have any thoughts in regards to that? Is male energy essential for us being able to kind of tap into our feminine energy or is it something that's separate with it or... Yeah. You know, I think that, gosh, that's a good question. And of course, as I always say, it's going to vary based on each woman. So again, as you're quiet and you do that discovery and you ask yourself, is this something um, or what do I need? And if that comes up for Uh you, right, then you do. It's important to honor that. But it's also important to honor um, what's currently available, right? So mm-hmm. you you know you know if we were talking to a single woman, it's like okay, how are you going to balance in this masculine energy in a way that ultimately serves you? That's a question that would need to be asked. Um, wow. How are you? Okay. So and, and so for you as a married woman, just how do I? You know what needs to happen in order for me to to be able to experience this masculine energy? You know outside of myself because whenever mm-hmm. the only thing we can really rely on and, and count on is is us right is what's in us and, and our connection with creator and so um if what you need if it's a necessity and it lies outside of yourself you really have to be cautious about how to manage if it if it isn't mm. available right okay and okay. um and just how to you know how to or how to cultivate it how to cultivate it so that it is so that it is available um 
again, just because it really does, it really does leave it up to that outside masculine energy to be there for you. And you just can't, you have to allow everyone outside of you to go through their processes. So I do mm -hmm. think that it's, um, I think it's important, but for each woman, it's going to vary. And in order to be really clear on what yeah. that looks like for you, you have to keep asking yourself that question and exploring it. So like our right. self-work is such yeah. an intricate process. Like you find out one thing about yourself and then you need to explore it and then you need to, you know, develop it and then you need to cultivate it, you know? So it's just such a, such an intricate process. A intricate process of getting to know ourselves and making sure that we have what we need but mm. um but yeah I think it'll be different for each woman and for me I know that um I just I dwell so much in my in my feminine energy um and yeah. I so appreciate you know masculine energy and you know when I wasn't married I did feel an absolute you know absence um, mm -hmm. And in my marriage, I get to, I just, I have to make sure that I'm accepting of what my masculine, you know, partner brings. I mean, you know, I'm not accepting mm -hmm. it. And I don't mean to say that like in a way where yeah. if there were dysfunction, I'd have to accept that. I just need right. to make sure that I'm grateful for what's um, available to me, but also mindful of what my, my needs are and making sure that I'm voicing those in a loving way. But I also yeah. make sure that before I voice what it is I'm needing I, I, I'm clear on where that's coming from I'm clear mm -hmm. on it not coming from a place where I'm triggered from my childhood or wow. you know I just have to yeah. really make sure I'm clear on what it is I'm asking so that I'm not putting off on someone else like my insecurities or my things yeah and that's yeah. just my personal that's my personal experience yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's extremely powerful. And that's something that we definitely have to be mindful and think about being really conscientious of being only what's inside of us. Um, right. And I definitely appreciate that. Well, Nesh, what's definitely been inspiring. Can you tell us a little bit more about, again, what you do as a life coach and how um, maybe even women can kind of get in touch with you or if women are really struggling with kind of like their own identity or just tapping into their feminine power, or just even just their life goals? What are some ways that maybe you could even assist them on their journey? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, as we talked about, I'm a certified personal trainer, life coach and health coach. And so I help women release overwhelm. I help them release confusion around their life's work and create okay. a solid plan of action that really helps them attain clarity, deeper peace, um, practices that they can use long after we stop working together. So that really yeah. revolves around increased health and wellness, um, individualized mm -hmm. energy and spiritual practices, personal processes so that you make sound decisions that resonate with you and the path yeah. that you're supposed to be on. Um, we work on deepening trust in self and deeper self-love and awareness. And so yeah. one of the things that I, one of the things that I um, like to use as an analogy when we're working on like tapping into our, or that's just the, the benefits of tapping into our um, feminine power. is like, if you were trying to build a house, right? Let's say yeah. you wanted to build a house or a woman wanted to build yeah. a house and it needs to fit her life right now. <clears throat> so the house okay. is your life, right? Yeah. When you start looking at what your divine purpose is, that helps you design and create the house that's right for you right now. 
because let's say you need you know a space to create you know art or a space to build things you wouldn't you wouldn't create a house that doesn't have an open space for a work shed you'd be very clear about what you needed to have in this house and that's exactly what out tapping into our divine our our, um, divine feminine energy does and so then you start to think about okay how do i create this house who do i yeah. need to who do i need to outsource what kind of help do i need who I, who do i need to hire as a contractor meaning okay do i need a personal trainer do i need a life coach do i need a you know a tax person so you have to understand like where your strengths lie and where they don't and make sure that you outsource to to bring that into your into your reality and then when you you know, go about beginning to build your house, again, building your life. You have to think about what tools you need, what experiences you want to attract, what opportunities you want to attract that are in alignment with the kind of house or life that you need right now. So that's really what I help women do is kind of build that picture and build that outline of exactly what they're wanting um, to create and attract so that it's, it's in alignment with their life's work. Wow, that's amazing. And if there are women out there that want to kind of get started right away, what's the process? Yeah, so they would just send me an email at coachnajwa at gmail.com. And from mm-hmm. there, we will set up a um, initial free consultation where we'll just discuss your life, um, your goals and things you want to accomplish over the next six months to a year so that we can break it down. Okay. And, um, and then we go from there. We talk about what the options are and really explore some of the wonderful things we can do together. Amazing. Okay. So you hear that, ladies. Definitely there's um, a resource here for you to tap into if you want to get more information, as well as if you just want to really get started on identifying your goals. Like I said, for me, and I'm very, very honest, Nedjua knows I've been really honest just between us two as well as how much this has transformed my life. Uh, when I tapped into Nedjua services, I was very at an extremely low point. And um, just being able to kind of give me um, the power to tap into myself um, and to listen to myself, get silent, as Nedjo mentioned, really helped me to kind of tap back into that, like my optimal level, my own level of excellence. And I'm just really appreciative. And I just want, I really want more women. I've been like kind of going around like, do you need a coach? Do you need a coach? Um, (laughs) More women to access this um, because it really, really does, you know, really help. And again, each woman has different sets of needs. So, you know, um, but please make sure that you um, use this resource. And again, it is Coach Nedjwa, and I'll put it in the description as well. It is C-O-A-C-H-N-A-J-W-A at gmail.com for more information. But this has been an amazing discussion, Nedjwa. So I wanted to personally thank you for joining. Yes, thank you yeah. so much. You did such amazing work. I am so proud thank of you. you. And um, I just truly appreciate you being part of my process because when I coach women, it's such a beautiful part of my process as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much again for joining us on the Dope Muslim Woman podcast. And for all my listeners out there, don't forget to hit subscribe and follow. Um, And we are on several different platforms that you can share about Spotify, Apple, um, and many, many more. Um, So we look forward to catching you offline on our Instagram page, the Dope Muslim Woman podcast. And that's our show. Assalamualaikum, everybody.